everything pretty. Unless you're talking about the bridge and seaport. Even from the seats in the upper decks, you can see the seashore. Tailgate function with the cornea side. Just walk from the tribal building for the Padres. I'm on it. Yeah, because for the 619, we'll knock you down. Anything for the brown, put it on the town. Started back rocking the brown. Rockin the brown. Ever since we've been knocking them down. Knockin them down. Baby says she want to go to the game. Go to the game. Taught her how to say Padre gang. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 286 of the Talking Friars podcast and YouTube show. Ben Fadden here on this Sunday morning, November 20th. Already November 20th. Wow. Um, we got a couple things to talk about today. Hopefully everyone is doing well. Jose Abreu is in the news. And we got Kodai Senga. Some, some of that stuff also in the news. Those are two Padres targets this offseason. So I figured why not talk about that? This morning, and we'll see what this coming week, you know, brings us. Um, so let's start with the Jose Abreu thing. So John Morosi on Saturday morning he tweeted out that Jose Abreu has spoken with Padres officials this month. Abreu is a top priority for the Padres. Now, at least for me, this is the first time that I have heard a report or seen a report that has said the Padres view Jose Abreu as a top priority. I had floated this out. I've been floating this out for weeks now about how I want Jose Abreu. He's going to be one of my dream options or he'd be in the dream offseason scenario getting Abreu and you bring back Suarez and Martinez like that would be great. Uh, so I'm obviously very happy to see this news, but this is the first time we've heard that the Padres have serious interest in Abreu. Now, Morosi says Abreu has spoken with Padres officials this month. So we don't know when that is. We don't know if that was during the GM meetings. We don't know if that was just right at the beginning of pre-agency when that window opened for the Padres to say, hey, we're interested in you. We don't know how many times they have talked with Abreu. But it still definitely is encouraging that the Padres have spoken with Jose Abreu. Um, and to be honest, like, where would the where are the Padres? Like, are they favorites for Jose Abreu? We don't know that. But with this report saying that Abreu is a top priority for the Padres, I believe the Padres are the favorite for Jose Abreu. Why wouldn't they? The Chicago White Sox—they are trying to move Andrew Vaughn back to first base. He played a little bit of right field, a little bit of left field. He dh last year for the White Sox. They want him back at first base, his regular position. The Padres are in a better spot than the Chicago White Sox are in terms of contending, you would think, right? The Houston Astros, they might be a fit for Jose Abreu, but they're going to have to bring, if they want Justin Verlander back, they're going to have to give him probably $40 million a year, right? We've heard that they might be interested in Verlander a little bit. And maybe they want Yuli Gurriel back on a one-year deal. He is older, but he obviously fits the Astros. The Padres, they are a contender. They just made the NLCS this past season. And maybe Abreu, he doesn't want to associate with the Astros. And he wants to go to a team that is as hungry as he is to win a championship, and that would fit the Padres. Uh, the Padres, obviously, they have an owner in Peter Seidler who is willing to spend money. 
He likes spending money. Can't take it with you. He has proven already this offseason that he's going to continue spending money. And he wants to win so, so badly. So they're not going to just stop with Martinez and Suarez. The Padres are, are a team that will be willing to give Jose Abreu two years, $34 million, $35 million. I think that's probably where the deal would be, somewhere around there. Maybe there's a player option or maybe there's a club option for a third year, but they're going to be willing to give him that. Abreu has not gotten past the ALDS in his career with the White Sox. I believe he made the postseason just twice. And the Padres just made the NLCS. So if I'm Jose Abreu, I'm sitting here saying, yeah, I could go to Houston. But they did just win. Why not go to San Diego where I can play with Tatis, I could play with Soto, I could play with Manny, I can have this great pitching staff. I don't have to play first base every day because I would think the Padres are going to bring in a platoon of, of sorts, someone there to platoon with him. And I can be on a contender, a guaranteed contender for 2023 and 2024. This is not a team uh, that is going to lose Juan Soto in the next two years, right? You have Juan Soto for 2023, 2024. You have Hayter as the closer. If I'm the Padres, I go all in. If I'm Jose Abreu, I view the Padres as a very attractive destination. What are some other teams that would be interested in Jose Abreu? You know, like the contenders, because he's not going to go to a team that's not contending, right? So you can probably, you know, mark off the Orioles and the Marlins and teams like that. Uh, the Yankees, they already brought back Rizzo. The Red Sox, I mean, they don't really have room. Their, prior, their priority is to bring back Xander Bogarts and extend Rafael Devers probably and get more pitching. The Astros we talked about, that's a team. Like the Astros and the Padres, they seem like the two main suitors for Jose Abreu. At least from what I've seen, what reports I've seen. Maybe there's some other teams out there. So, I mean, if the Padres aren't the favorites, they're one of the favorites, I would definitely think. I think they are the favorite, though. Um, we've like we've heard the Astros being interested, but we haven't heard the uh, at least I haven't seen any reports saying that the Astros like their top priority. They don't view Abreu as a top priority, like the Padres do, according to John Morosi. And he's someone I trust. He's not someone that's just going to throw something out there that's not accurate, um, or just throwing something out there just to stir up conversation um so yeah i think abreu is the favorite for the padres now things could change obviously maybe the padres go in a different direction they bring in drury and another first baseman platoon or something like that and so abreu's not a fit anymore but the padres are willing to spend money they've definitely shown that already so they're definitely so can i speak sorry they're definitely going to be players for jose abreu i think uh, what's up, Jack? Just reading the chat here. Irie, David. Irie says, I think they should get a high-level arm. We got to remember Blake doesn't have a strong first half. They can get Myers for $5 million and save that money for like a Carlos Rodon or that dude from Japan. That dude from Japan is Kodai Senga. Uh, yeah, I think that they, they want another high-level arm. I don't think it has to be an ace, right? Darvish, Musgrove, Snell. 
Martinez. I think they're looking for a, another quality arm for that rotation, and one of those guys is Kodai Senga. Um, and so that's a very good transition into the Kodai Senga stuff. So yesterday was pretty interesting on social media following this Kodai Senga, I don't want to call it like a saga, but just Kodai Senga hunt, I guess. You Darvish tweeted out a Jap uh, Japanese article yesterday that said Senga met with Darvish. And then uh, Darvish like tweeted the so he tweeted the link and then he also tweeted, hey, I met you. I forgot to take a picture or something like that. And I read this article. It was in Japanese, I think. So I had to translate it. So this might not all be accurate. I just want to put that out there first because it's just translated. But I think this is what the article is saying. It said that Senga met with Darvish. It said Preller is very serious about acquiring Kodai Senga. Kodai Senga visited Fukuoka, where the SoftBank Hawks play, during the season. I don't think there's many other general managers that did that. So that is very encouraging. That tells you that the Padres are very interested in Kodai Senga. This is not something where... Oh, we'll, we'll put an offer out there. We saw some of his clips, his highlights, his numbers. Oh, this looks like a good arm. We'll have some interest. It looks like the Padres are genuinely interested in getting this guy. It also said in the past nine days, Kodai Senga has visited with the Rangers in Dallas. I guess he visited Dallas, according to this article. He visited with the Mets in New York, with the Diamondbacks, with the Mariners, and with the Giants. It said something about Kodai going to spring training facilities as well. So if he's going to a spring training facility, I don't know if he went to the Padres one, but I think it mentioned that he went to a couple of these teams' spring training facilities. If that's happening, then he's very interested, right? He's, he's making sure that he likes the facilities and stuff like that and really see, going around and seeing what he likes. Uh, and it also said that Senga is interested in the Dodgers and the Angels. It didn't say that he has visited with the Dodgers and the Angels, but he's interested in them. So I would think that they would take meetings. The Angels and Dodgers would take meetings with Senga. So according to this article, it looks like there are many teams, many suitors, like seven or eight. The Padres, the Rangers, the Mets, the Diamondbacks, Mariners, Giants, Dodgers, and Angels. So, what would a contract look like for Kodai Senga? I'm thinking five years, 75 mil, 15 mil in a year. That's what I've seen from some projections. If there are this many teams interested in Kodai Senga, then I'm probably going to say that that money goes to like 80 mil, maybe five years. Um, you know, keep it at that five-year range. Now, this is a Japanese player. And some, as we saw with Otani, he didn't just go to like the Yankees or to the Dodgers or to a team that was contending, right? He went to a team that he was comfortable with. Now, he probably thought the Angels were going to contend and he playing with Mike Trout and all that. But that obviously hasn't happened. The Angels, they're, they're just a weird team. They have offense. At least that's what it seems like. And then Rendon gets hurt or they, they just spend money on the wrong guys, it seems like. Excluding Trout and Otani. So they're not contending. But my point is, just because we have this big free agent pitcher coming over, that doesn't mean he's going to go to 
a big contender, like a, a guy, a team like the Padres that made it to the NLCS. I think that he's interested in the Padres. I mean, he met with Darvish, met with Padres officials on Thursday, I believe. That's what Dennis Lynn said. So he is interested in San Diego, but I don't want people to get their hopes up and saying, oh, he's definitely going to a contender. Because there has been a history. I mean, Seiya Suzuki, he went to the Cubs. That's not a contender, right? Otani went to the Angels, you know? So they want to go where they feel like they're most comfortable, where they fit best. Now, on the other side of things, I would say that you should be encouraged that Kodai would probably be comfortable with the Padres. And so that's a positive for us because you have Nick Martinez here, you have Robert Suarez here, you have you Darvish here. Senga has looked up to Darvish. Darvish and Senga have communicated in the past about workouts. And Suarez and Martinez, I don't know if they were teammates with Senga. Probably Martinez was, but they played on the same SoftBank Hawks team. So say with that what you will, if I were to rank these teams, I mean, I'd be ranking it probably on who's a contender, like the, the big contenders first. So like us, the Dodgers, the Mets, teams with the money that are willing to spend, the Mariners. I mean, their, their rotation seems pretty good, but ours seems pretty good as well, and we're still looking to add, right? Uh, but yeah, like the Dodgers, the Mets, those are teams I'd put up there. The Rangers, they're probably going to spend money on starting pitching. They didn't bring Bruce Bochy in to just sit there and be a manager and non, uh, you know, not contend for the next couple years. So I'd expect them to be in it. So those are the names I'd put in front. I, I, I'm hesitant to put the Angels up there as favorites for Senga. Otani's not going to be there past one year, right? He's going to go somewhere else, I would think, with the new ownership thing. and He wants to win. The Angels, that's not where you go. You don't go to win with the Angels right now, which is unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. Um, so, yeah, I'd put the teams with money, teams with holes, obviously, in the rotation, teams willing to spend the money, Padres, Rangers, Mets, Mariners, Dodgers. The Giants, I guess, yeah. But I, I think their top priority is getting Aaron Judge. And if they get Aaron Judge, then they can start spending elsewhere and know kind of where their money, how much money they want to spend the rest of the offseason. They want to get this Judge thing done. I think he returns to the Yankees, but the Giants are still going to be in it. So they're going to wait on that, I would think. And if they have to go get one or two year rotation guys for this season and then get a better plan for next off season to go spend. Maybe they will be willing to do that. And maybe they're like, we don't feel as desperate as other teams to go get Kodai Senga. We don't even know if he's going to be a guarantee to perform here in the major leagues at a high level. I don't know what they're thinking, but there's, there's plenty of competition for Senga. I think the Padres fan base, I think we should be encouraged that Senga has visited San Diego. He has visited with Darvish. He knows multiple guys on this team. But money probably does still talk as well, so we'll see how much money the Padres are willing to offer Kodai Senga. Um, so those are my main points for today. Senga has visited with six teams, according to this Japanese article that Darvish tweeted out yesterday. J.P. Morosi says Abreu has spoken with the Padres. 
this month. Abreu is a top priority for the Padres. I would think the Padres are one of the favorites, definitely, for Jose Abreu. If you want to support this channel, feel free to use the Super Chat button. I will end this show going through the chat here, going through your comments. Uh, but first, this episode is sponsored by Gaglione Bros Famous Cheese Steaks and Garlic Fries. Their main location is on Friars Road, and you can visit gaglionebros.com for their menu and contact information. You can also enjoy their cheesesteaks and fries at Petco Park and inside Snapdragon Stadium. All right, so JP here in the chat says, we have to bring back Drury as well. I think he's going off of that Brayu conversation. I don't know if they have to bring back Brandon Drury. It depends on the market, right? I'd like to have Drury back maybe two years. I don't know what it's going to be, though. Is it six million a year? Is it eight million a year? Because he did play well with the Padres. I know he suffered some concussions, and that was unfortunate. But he did come through in some key situations in the postseason. I'd definitely be open to bringing back Brandon Drury. But let's say the Padres sign Jose Abreu. I don't feel the need to bring back Brandon Drury. Right? Brandon Drury is a right-handed hitter, just like Abreu is. And you would think if they're going to want to platoon, they'd want to bring a lefty in. They could bring Drury back to be a bench guy or a utility guy, but I think they'd want to bring a lefty in to platoon as a DH option um, or a bench option or someone who could play first base. Bellinger is a lefty who can do that. But as I said in, I think it was my last episode, I would have limited interest in Cody Bellinger. I'm not going to give this guy a bunch of years and, a, you know, overpaid to bring Bellinger in, right? If the Dodgers didn't think they could fix him, well, maybe they think they could fix him, but they just, don't, they just didn't want to give him $18 million a year, right? But if the Dodgers, it seems like they're giving up on him. If they're doing that, should you have confidence that you can fix him? I don't know. So to answer that, JB, I would, I think, I don't think they have to bring back Drury. I'd be interested in bringing him back, though. Definitely. He could play multiple positions. He hits lefties well. Uh, I thought he did good with the Padres. Ivory says, it's hard to judge our developing arms because El Paso and Lake Elsinore are hitter paradises. I agree. I think that's been a problem for developing players seeing Petco is a pitcher's park. Yeah. That, that, that's a fair point. Um, yeah, with pitchers, now, with the developing arms thing, I think you're talking about, okay, well, what options? Maybe the Padres want to are confident in other arms to be that five starter or something like that. I don't know. I, I think that's not the best thing to do. If you're the Padres, you're trying to contend. You're, or you are going to contend. Uh, you're trying to Put yourself in the best position possible to go win the World Series, get farther than you did last year. So trying to rely on Ryan Weathers or Jay Groom, who hasn't pitched in the big leagues yet, or Reese Kinnear in the rotation, or Adrian Morahone, I don't think that's the smartest thing to do. I think that the Padres want to go get another big league arm, at least another one, maybe one more after that to be like a minor league invite and compete for that five spot or that last spot in the rotation and then see how it goes from there. 
Uh, I agree with the point about judging. It's hard to judge how the arms are doing because of the hitter paradises. But, I mean, the Padres are interested in Senga. So we know that they're trying to go out and get another top arm. So they, they don't really trust those starting pitching options or else they probably wouldn't be going seriously all in. I don't know if they're going all in, but they wouldn't be going in on Senga, if that makes sense. Irie says, Suzuki was the big name last year, and look what happened. He was injured half the year. Yeah, but the Cubs, for the, like, their circumstances are different than ours. Like, if we went and got Suzuki and he was hurt half the year, yeah, that would hurt the pod. That would have hurt the Padres a lot, right? But with the Cubs, they weren't contending. I don't even know what they were doing there. I don't know where they are. Like, it feels like they're trying to contend, but it's it's obvious that they're not a real contender. So they're spending money. Like, they were paying Stroman and paying Suzuki. I don't really understand what they're trying to do there. Uh, but their their circumstances were different than the Padres' circumstances with Suzuki. Like, if they got Suzuki, um, obviously they made the right decision last year only, like if we're only looking at 2022. We don't know about Suzuki, though. Like, he did show some promise when he was playing. Now, he, I guess he just has to stay healthy, right? Now, Suzuki is a position player. Senga's a pitcher. And pitchers could obviously get hurt, like, I think another thing is the Padres, they should not want to go into this coming season with five arms, right? You want more than that, at least guys that can start and go long, five, six innings, because last year the Padres were, I don't know if lucky is the right word, but they were fortunate that Snell, Darvish, Musgrove, they all stayed healthy for the majority of the year. Clevenger dealt with injuries, but Manaya stayed healthy. A majority of the year, right? So they were lucky with that. That's not a guarantee for 2023. So if one of those guys goes down, you're going to want multiple arms to be able to fill that role, right? Mike says, I think Michael Brantley would be a good get for the Padres. I know about the injuries, but he has great on base percentage, good hitter, perfect for left field and DH. I don't know about perfect for left field. I don't think he's the best defensive left fielder. But DH, I'd definitely be open to it. He's a lefty bat. He is a contact guy. And there was someone during the postseason on the Astros that was like, don't be surprised if Brantley's like in the best shape possible going into spring training this coming season. Like He didn't play with the Astros during the postseason. He got hurt in the middle of the year. Uh, I'd be willing to bring him in. I don't know how long of a deal, but I love watching Michael Brantley. He's one of those guys that he is a hitter, a pure hitter. Um, so, yeah, I think that's a he'd be a great addition to the lineup. I think the Padres, that would be a fallback option, though. They, they want to get a Bray it. That's what it seems like. Gujo asks, who are you looking at for left field and relief pitching? Uh, left field, I mean, I don't want to overpay Profar. I think I've let my thoughts be known on that plenty of times here this offseason. I, I, I like Mitch Hanager. I'm a big Mitch Hanager fan. I don't know if you'd put him in left field, 
maybe he's in right and Soto's in left. But I would love to have Mitch Hanniger. I think all it would take would be a one-year deal because he didn't have a great year last year. I think he was hurt a little bit too. But I love Hanniger as an option. Um, and I don't know about free agency-wise or trade-wise. Like, There's other options out there. Um, that I'd be interested in, but I just keep going back and being intrigued by Tatis in the outfield and having Tatis in right and having Soto in left. You improve your outfield if that happens, right? You're adding 40 home runs to that outfield. You know, uh, you're not going to get that from really anywhere in the free agent market in the outfield, right? Now, Tatis, he's not a guarantee to stay healthy, but it's an intriguing option. You have Kim, who stayed healthy at short. You have Crony still plays second. You can bring in a guy like Abreu at first base. Like That's very appealing to me. That might be the Padres' best lineup. And then you figure out the DH spot, obviously. Um, relievers, I don't think that's the Padres' focus right now. I think they really like where their bullpen is at. Yeah, they'll, they could bring back Pierce Johnson, depending on his market. And they'll probably bring in a couple other guys, maybe trade for a guy like a Tim Hill, uh, a low-salary guy with control. But, I mean, that could be anyone, right? I'd have to do more research on that. But left field, I mean, Hanniger's out there, Conforto's out there, but he is a Boris client. Profar would be willing to bring back on the right deal. I think he did fit the team, but I'm not going to overpay for him. Kevin Kiermaier's out there, but he's more of a center fielder. And we kind of already have that with Grisham. Um, I'm just thinking of guys off the top of my head. Mancini, I think he can play the outfield, but he's not the best defensive outfielder. He's more seen as like a first base DH guy. So there's there's a bunch of names out there. But like Hanniger comes to mind. Jesse Winker maybe via trade. Um, who are some other? I mean, Brian Reynolds via trade, but... I'm not super interested in him because I think the Pirates are still asking for too much for Brian Reynolds. Uh, but those are just some names that I'll float out there. Chad asked, Ben, are you going to be in Peoria this coming spring training? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, don't know yet. Good question. JT Snod asked, do you think Maura Hone will start at all? I, yeah, I think. At some point during the season, he will. You know, Ryan Weathers started at some point this past season. I think he had a couple starts. I know he had that one start at Wrigley that day game. Um, so, yeah, he'll start at some point, but I'm not going to be relying on him at all. Definitely not. The guy, I don't think he's pitched more than 40 innings in a, any single season in his career. So maybe he's a bridge guy between the rotation and... You know, that day starter and the bullpen, you know, you're seven, eight, nine guys or six, seven, eight, nine guys, but he's not someone I'm going to rely on to start games consistently. That's for sure. Robert asked, would you rather have a Bray or Bell at first base? A Bray. Bell, I'm not, I know I answered that quickly. So it's kind of like, oh, wow, you, that's a slam dunk. I don't know if it's a slam dunk, but Abreu, it's shorter term. It's probably like two years. Bell, I've seen like three years, $40 million. That's a big investment for a guy that did kind of struggle with the Padres. I know the shift's going away, and so that will help his numbers. He's a switch hitter. 
he can DH, he can play first. Like there's advantages of having Bell over Abreu, you know, particularly this, the switch hitter thing. But Abreu, I think, is the better hitter. Um, I don't know. I'm not going to sit here and act like I know everything about Jose Abreu defensively. But I think Abreu would be a little bit cheaper, like total money-wise. And I think Abreu is the better player. Just to, It's not like a slight at Bell. I think Abreu is the better option. And when you're a team trying to win right now, I think that's who you go with. You go with the guy that'll take you through the Soto years, and then you worry about that after that happens. You know, That's who I'd go with. All right, I think that's going to do it here. Episode 286, Talking Friars. Thank you so much for tuning in. Tuning, did I just say tuning in? Tuning in here uh, live on YouTube or on replay or on the podcast platforms. I encourage you to follow the social media channels on Twitter and Instagram at Talking Friars for updates and more content. Uh, and subscribe to this YouTube channel for daily Padres entertainment. Hit that notification bell so you don't miss when a video comes out. You don't miss when I go live. Thank you so much. See you guys every. See you guys later. Thank you everybody for uh, watching or listening. Go pods.